This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned in. It's Alana Uli Fever. My program is called Body Matters. Um, thank you so much for joining me for the next hour. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Um, today I want to share with you a little bit about intimacy with God. And, you know, the lies that keep us from God's presence. And just to know that God is good because sometimes we don't always believe that God is good. There's many people that believe that God is out to punish them or, you know, that they're sick because, you know, um, God wants to teach them a lesson. But today I just want to share a little bit about the goodness of God. Um, So the topic in a nutshell that I want to chat about is draw near to God. You know, sometimes we are Christians and, you know, you might have backslidden from God. And, um, you know, God says his arms are always wide open for us. And so the scripture I want to read is from James 4, 8, which says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. You see, sometimes we just need to take that step and draw near to him. You see, God is always with us. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. So whatever it is, it may be that is keeping you from turning back to God or entering into his presence. You know, normally it's a lie and a trap from the enemy to keep you from all that God has for you. And there are many lies that the enemy will plant in our thoughts that keep us captive. You see, the enemy will plant fear in our thoughts that we are not good enough for God. Sometimes our own sins keep us from entering his presence. But because we may feel like we have, we might feel like we've failed God, or we may even feel like the Lord is going to tell us something that we don't want to hear or judge or punish us for something we have done wrong. You know, if you think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, you know, the minute they sinned, they actually hid away from God. And, you know, the Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, we're all sinners in our own way. And sometimes when we've just, you know, we feel like we've sinned, you know, we, we don't really want to spend time with God. I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we, we want to hide away from God. But as I want to emphasize on James 4 verse 8, which says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So no matter where you find yourself today, I want to tell you, if you feel like you've backslidden or maybe you've never accepted Jesus, I just want to encourage you today to turn to him. You know, God knows everything about us. He knitted us in our mother's wombs. He knows you before the foundation of the earth. You know, he says in Psalm 139, I've knitted you. You know, I've, I've called you by name. God has called you by name. You are not a mistake or a coincidence. Um, so turn back to God. Um, it says here in John three seventeen, it says, For God did not send his son into the world that he might judge the world, but that the world might be saved. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. You know, while we have breath in us and we still have the opportunity to turn to God, you know, we fall under his grace. 
you know, while we're alive, we have got God's grace, but the minute we die, we don't have a choice anymore. You see, as I said earlier on, we are all sinners. None of us are perfect or innocent before the Lord. In fact, we don't deserve the Lord's grace or mercy. And it is only because he decided to pay the price for our sins that we are exempt from the punishment that was due to us. In Romans 3, 23 to 26, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You see, the Lord does not love us for what we do, but for who we are in him. You know, all he asks for us is to give our lives to him so that he can do a work in us. And there's a scripture that says the Lord is willing. Um, You know, he's the one that makes us willing and able to obey him. And all God is asking is draw near to him. Put your trust in him. He will do the work. In our own strength, it says without God, um, we are nothing. We can't do anything in our own strength. It's only God in the inside of us that makes us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Let me read from Romans 8.38, which says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, neither the powers of hell can separate us from the from God's love, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, nothing you and I have done, no matter how bad, will cause God to love us less. I asked someone once this question, and I know that I've mentioned this a couple of times and you might have heard it, but if you haven't heard it for the first time, this is the, if this is your first time, then I want to share it with you. Um, I asked him, why don't you want to give your life to the Lord? I was sitting and having a conversation with someone and this person said to me, I don't want to give my life to the Lord because then I'm going to have to change my whole lifestyle and do things I don't really want to do because I'm enjoying my life. And I thought about it for a minute, and in my mind, I asked the Lord to give me an answer. I was saying, Lord, what do you want me to tell this person? And I thought about it for a minute, and in my mind, as I said, I asked God, and I felt that the Lord said I should tell him that it's not what he does that matters to him. It is who he believes in that matters. And I knew that wasn't from me, but the Holy Spirit that whispered those words in my ear. You see, because when you put your faith or belief in him, in God, you, would not, you wouldn't want to live the same way anymore. So God is the one that makes you, as I said earlier on, willing and able to obey him. You see, God's arms are wide open. He gives us an ongoing invitation to enter into his presence, irrespective of our sins or our guilt. All Jesus is saying to us today is just come. Just come, I won't disappoint you. And in Hebrews 4.16, it says, The Lord says, Come boldly before the throne of grace, so that you can obtain mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. You see, mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to someone who deserves to be punished. You know, we all deserve to be punished. You know, we all are failures. We're all weak. We're all sinners, even though we give our lives to the Lord. You see, if it's only Him inside of us, God inside of us, that makes us righteous. You see, it's only Him that can work the good works in us. And the Bible even says nobody is good. Not one of us are good. You see, and so today His invitation, God's invitation to you is to come boldly with all your issues, with all your sins, with whatever's going on in your life, the invitation is open. God is saying, just come. And when I think about the disciples, when God called them, you know, they were rough people. They were, they were fishermen. And God never said, go and clean yourself up before you come to me. He just said, come, leave everything you're doing. Come and follow me. And um, God is such a good God. You see, it's God will do the work in us when we commit our lives to him. It's not in our own strength or human capacity. We can't do anything in our own strength. We can't change or overcome our sinful ways. Even as Christians, we tend to shy away from the Lord, as I said, when we feel like we have sinned or messed up. But we must remember there's a scripture in Romans 8, 1 that says, There is now no condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Romans 1.17 says, so in Christ our sins are forgiven. You know, when we are Christians and we mess up, we have got ongoing forgiveness. God says, come boldly, come boldly before me. Confess your sins. You see, when we confess our sins, you know, he's faithful. And just forgive us of our sins. We, might, we need to understand that as Christians that Jesus already paid the price for our sins. And this doesn't mean that we won't sin again. As I said, we have continuous forgiveness from, from the Lord. Our responsibility is to walk in repentance. As Christians, we have access to forgiveness of our sins all the time. When we repent, the Lord says, as I said, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and he remembers it no longer. Hebrews 8.12 says, so if the Lord, yeah, that, that is in Hebrews 8.12. So if the Lord forgives and remembers our sin no longer, then why should we remember it? Why should we remind God? Why should we be guilty all the time? You know, one of the things that keeps us from entering God's presence, from being intimate with him, is our own guilt. And the word says, if we are in Christ Jesus, you know, we have got ongoing. We, we, we can come before God and we can ask for forgiveness. And if God doesn't remember our sins after he forgives us, why are we still reminding ourselves thereof? You see, even if you fall into the same sin, just keep on repenting and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to overcome that sin and keep moving forward in Christ. You see, in Psalm 37, 24, it says, Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. You see, the Lord is ready to help us out. 
He is the ultimate father. As parents, if our children disappoint us or sin, we still continue to love them. As I read earlier on, nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, our children are our children. When we become children of the living God, we his children, no matter how much we mess up. He's there for us. He continually loves us. And he will do everything. God will do everything on our power to help us to get back on the right track. And how much more, you know, we as, as parents, how much, how, how much do you love your children? If they go off on the wrong track, you will do everything in your power, you know, to, to pray for them, to help them, to see them come back on track. And how much more doesn't our Heavenly Father care about each one of us? You see, the Lord even says that every morning His mercy is fresh upon us. Yesterday's sins are forgotten. And he sees every day as new. Let me read Lamentations three twenty-two to 23. It says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassion fell not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. You see, he's a good God. He does not hold grudges against us. He does this so that we will we will not walk in condemnation and guilt. God doesn't want us to hide from him when we sin. He wants us to run to him so that he can wash us clean, so that he can forgive our sins. You know, if we look at the Bible, if we look at Daniel, I'm not Daniel, if we look at David and we look at Samson and even Abraham, they all failed God. Each one of them failed God. In their own way, David was a, adulteress. He murdered. Moses murdered. And, you know, there's so many of them, but even Samson, I mean, Samson had so many women, (laughs) but God's mercy and grace was upon him. You see, these men were not perfect that God used. God uses us because he loves us, because he's the one that works in us. Our responsibility is to walk in repentance. So draw near to God. Doesn't matter what you've done. God is not shocked. Draw near to him. Let go of the guilt and know that he's merciful. His arms are always wide open to receive you. And let's take a short break and I'll be back shortly. Hi, if you just tuned in, it's Alana Willifi with Body Matters. And I was just chatting about drawing near to God. And what are the things that are, you know, keeping us from entering God's presence, like guilt, you know, our own sins, things that we've done. And, you know, that we have got ongoing, as children of God, we've got an ongoing forgiveness from Jesus Christ. You know, God says we need to repent of our sins. And as I stipulated in James 4, 8, where God says, draw near, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So I want to talk a little bit about God as being a good father. And I think, um, and I want to share a little bit about God's goodness, because I think one of the things that keep a lot of people away is that they don't always believe that God is really good. You know, there's so many people that believe God is out there to punish them 
And, and it's such a misconception of what Father God is like. So I just want to encourage you with the nature of God. You see, we need to understand and believe that the Lord is a good Father and He wants the best for us. And even if we don't feel like we deserve it, the Lord wants to heal us. He wants to see us prosper. He wants us to walk in the plans and purposes that he has for our lives. You know, most of us may struggle to believe this concept because we don't believe that we're good enough or we deserve the good things that he has for us. You see, God is not interested in what we do. You know, we don't live according to the law. You know, the, the law that was before, do not, you know, the law was there to just show people the difference between right and wrong. But God is now within us. He lives within us. Those of us who accepted Jesus, God lives within us. You know, he is interested in who we are, not what we do. We don't have to perform in order to gain God's acceptance, his love or his favor. He loves us just the way we are because he created us this way. And, you know, from my experience of inner healing, I've done inner healing for a long time. And the one thing I've discovered is that many of our perception of God are somehow related to the way that we, we view our earthly fathers and some of our childhood experiences. And our perception of God may be that he's a disciplinarian. I mean, you might have a, had a strict father or you might have a father that is unapproachable or not very loving. And so the concept of God being a father sometimes gets a little bit messed up in the whole process. And we view Father God through the eyes of our earthly fathers. But we must remember that our earthly fathers are not perfect. You know, as humans, we'll always fail. Humans will always fail us in some other way. But the Lord is our perfect father and he will never fail us. You see, most parents and as a parent myself, we do the best that we can do. And even sometimes in our own brokenness, we, we raise kids in our own brokenness. We think we're doing our best, but sometimes we don't always know. But thank goodness that God, praise God that he's a good father and he knows. And even when we mess up, you know, God is there to help us and to guide us. And he works all things out for the good of those who love him. So let's read 1 John 3, 1 that says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. You see, the Lord does not think or see us the way we see ourselves. You know, we view ourselves through imperfect eyes. And as humans, we don't have an accurate perspective of ourselves because we live in a fallen world and our vision is distorted by our own earthly paradigm. But God sees us as perfect and undefiled for the purpose he created us to be. You see, he knows us beyond our scars and our hurts that were afflicted upon us by our enemies. He knows our heart and our potential, our calling and our purpose, our strengths and our weaknesses. And he looks beyond our faults, our sins, because he created us with purpose and vision. He wants to heal us and deliver us from the enemy and the things that are keeping us captive. He wants us to live in righteousness, peace and joy. And he wants us to know the truth about our worth, our identity and authority 
that we have as sons and daughters of the Most High. You see, the Lord is for us. He's not against us. And He is a God of love. You know, the more time we spend with God, the more we'll get to know His character. And I want to read Psalm 104, 145 verse 8. It says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And if I read Psalm 116 verse 5, it says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. And the Lord protects the simple-hearted. And you see, God is there. His heart is good. And it's out of a relationship with the Lord that we'll experience His goodness. You see, our Father God is approachable. And we can approach Him anytime. In Matthew 7, 11 says, If you then, being evil, in God's talking to us, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give what is good who ask Him? You see, the Lord is patient with us and our circumstances. He knows we are not perfect. And He's working in us, molding and shaping us into His image. And He's waiting for the right time to fulfill His promises in our lives. And just remember, the Lord's timing is always perfect. Just because God hasn't come through for you, doesn't mean that God is not working behind the scenes. You know, God's timing and our timing is two different timelines, but he knows best. And I just want to read Psalm 103. That gives us a little bit of what God's character looks like. And it says, and I love the scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being, praise his holy name, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Okay, so God has got benefits for us. Who forgives all our sins. God forgives our sins and yields all our diseases. He redeems our lives from the pit and crowns us with love and compassion. Who satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like an eagle's. I mean, who wouldn't want renewed youth when you're in your mid-40s or 50s or going on in your 60s? And that's possible with God. And you see, the Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And he will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father, he has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. You know, God is so good. Why wouldn't we want to turn to him? You know, the Lord is not a liar that he should lie. It says he's compassionate. He's merciful. You know, he wants the best for us. It says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above. You know, it also says that in Psalm 136, 
it, it repeats this verse over and over again, actually 26 times it says, and his love endures forever. You know, sometimes it's difficult to comprehend God's love. You know, in a fallen world, when we look around us and we see what's going on in the world, it's so hard to, to comprehend that God can actually love us. You know, sometimes bad things happen to Christians and we don't always know why. But one thing is for sure, if we place ourselves in God's hands, he works all things out for the good of those who love him. You know, sometimes what we think we're going through is so harsh and it it is, and, and I'm not saying it's not difficult. But when you put your trust in God, you will work it out for good. We might never see it now, but... But in the long run, when we look back, we'll be so thankful for what God has done in our lives. You know, I want to just go a little bit on on the topic of why is it important to be intimate with God? You know, why, why does God want us to be intimate with him? You know, we struggle sometimes to draw near to him, but, but God misses you. You know, he wants to spend time with you. And, you know, God desires to be intimate with us. You know, we were created for the purpose to have fellowship with him. You know, what Jesus did on the cross was to reconcile us with God. And through his Holy Spirit, you know, that lives within us, God is with us all the time. You see, when we are intimate with God, when we choose to make time to spend with him, you know, it's so important that even as Christians that we make time with God, because when we're in his presence, you know, intimacy is when we move from the natural into the supernatural realm. And, you know, it's when we experience God and get a glimpse or a revelation of the heart of God that we would not normally perceive in the natural. You know, it is in our God encounter moments that God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to deposit things in our spirit. You know, sometimes when we are really trusting God for a word, we're trusting God for a breakthrough, you know, draw near to God. And I want to come back to that scripture in James that says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. God wants to give you a revelation. He wants to answer you. You see, the more time we spend with him, the more we'll recognize his voice. And in John 10, 27 to 28, it says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So when we experience God and we hear his voice and obey him, you know, we become effective in God's kingdom. And in spending time with him, we will receive wisdom understanding, guidance, renewed strength, like I read earlier on. You know, God will give us um, um, strength like that of, of an eagle. You know, God increases our faith. In God's presence, there's deliverance, there's truth, there's spiritual growth and maturity, joy, peace, and increase in the fruits of the Spirit. You know, He reveals to us things to come. You know, when we've got the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit reveals to us things to come. So we ask the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in all truth. It says the Holy Spirit guides us in truth when we draw near to God. And God wants to reward us. 
And I want to read Hebrews eleven six, which says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God, when we come to God, when we draw near to him, and we believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, it says he's a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. And Psalm 137 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, how can we delight in the Lord? It's to draw near to him. It's to make time for him. You know, Jesus himself was the example of being intimate with his father because Jesus went up to the mountain. He spent time with God every morning and he prayed. And, you know, Jesus sought time alone with his father and he said that he only did what he heard his father tell him to do. You see, it all starts with relationship. God wants us to have a relationship with him. And, you know, if you've never had a relationship with God, it's, it's so easy, you know. It's like having a human relationship with God. You know, it's connecting with Him. If you think about a friend, it's all about communication. It involves talking to God and listening to Him. Because sometimes we pray about something, we get up and we run away, but we don't ever listen to what God wants to say. You know, it's getting to know each other just as we get to know people, when we get to know friends, when we, you know, spend time with them. So God wants to spend time with us. You know, um, when, we, when you're in love, just think about it. When you love someone, you're continually thinking about that person. You know, you're wondering what they're doing. You totally on your phone. I don't know if you've seen the young people today. They are on, they, they sit right next to, they just say goodbye to one another and then they're on the phone with each other. And I believe that God wants to have the same relationship with him. You know, God is not restri- restricted to any time or place. We can chat to him wherever we are. We can talk to him like a friend. You know, there doesn't have to be a formality of how to speak to God, where to speak to God. You know, I speak to God all the time. And I mean, when I go into the shop and I need to 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 do my groceries, sometimes I just say, Lord, please help me. What do I need to get? What don't I need to get? When I get into the car, I say, Lord, please protect me. And, you know, sometimes people might think I'm a bit crazy because I'm talking nonstop. But we can speak to God anytime. You know, when you've given your life to the Lord, it says God's presence resides within you. And that's why that scripture says God will never leave you nor forsake you because he's in you. And he's called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You know, there's so many ways which we can connect with God. You know, but it takes the first step. We need to make the first step towards intimacy with him because that scripture says we need to draw near to him then he will draw near to us. And in Matthew 7, verse 7, it also says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. So what is God saying? I want you to knock. I want you to seek me. I want you to find me. So we've got a responsibility. If we want to be intimate with God, we need to make that first step. And in John 5, 17, it says, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask and whatever you ask will be done for you. You know, when we, when we need to, we need to sometimes isolate ourselves, you know, from this world, this world is so chaotic. There's so many things going on. 
And I don't know about you, but I mean, sometimes when I need to spend time with God, then you think, oh, let me just go through Facebook quickly. Maybe there's someone posted a word on there for me. We can get so sidetracked and um, with other things, you know, finding, seeking intimacy with God in other ways. But Matthew 6, 6 says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done will reward you. Sometimes we just need to get away from everything and isolate ourselves and and to actually make that time to spend with God. And when we spend time with God, we need to be expectant that God actually hears our prayers. And we need to believe that that he will answer our prayers. Because sometimes we pray, we walk away. I don't know about you, we pray, 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 but we never listen. And we're never expectant. We never go into that deep intimacy with saying, God, I'm really expecting you to answer me. It says, and in everything you shall ask in prayer, believe and you will receive it. That's in Matthew 21, 22. You know, sometimes we can connect with God through praise and worship. Just put on some praise and worship music. You know, sometimes you don't feel like praying, but you just want to spend time with his presence. Put on praise and worship. Just concentrate on the words. Just meditate on the words. You know, by, by the time you get up there, you want to pray. You want to spend time with him in, in, in presence, in his presence. You know, the word says we can pray in the spirit. For those of you who can pray in tongues, pray in the spirit. It says the spirit knows what we need to pray for, even when we don't. Praying in the Spirit should be part of our lives. You know, sometimes I don't know what to pray anymore. You know, I've got no words. I'm so tired. I don't know, Lord, what to do in this situation. Then pray in the Spirit. And in Romans 8, 26, 27, it says, So in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worthless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of, of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know, isn't that just awesome? We've got a backup and that's the Holy Spirit. He knows better what to pray for than we even know what to pray for. You know, sometimes we can, when we want to connect with God, we can just sit and read the Word of God. Um, you know, you can get a few scriptures. Sometimes I sometimes just open up the Bible or I pray, God, just give me something for today. And I might just flip open the Bible on a passage and that passage might just stand out for me. And sometimes it's just what I'm really trusting God for, you know, and the more I spend time in the word of God, um, it restores your faith, especially when you're sick. And you need to get faith for God to heal you. You you want, you, you're anxious or you're fearful. Then get into Google all the scriptures you can. Get on healing and meditate on those healing scriptures. Speak them out loud. Declare them over your circumstances. And before you know it, you will start believing those scriptures because faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. You know, sometimes we just need to be expectant of God. We need to declare it and we need to believe that God does hear our prayers. And lastly, I want to just talk about how do we hear, hearing his voice, how do we hear God's voice? You know, um, we pray and we pray sometimes, but 
are we, are we expectant? And I want to ask you, are you expectant that God is going to answer you? So how do we hear God's voice? It says we hear God. God speaks to us through his word. You know, sometimes we ask God, as I said, and then we don't, you know, we don't um, expect him to speak back. But God speaks through his word. And sometimes even through the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes I am busy praying for someone and all of a sudden God will just remind me of a scripture. And that is the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, that is reminding me of a scripture because that scripture is relevant for that person or for the situation that I'm praying praying for. You know that God can speak to us through dreams and visions. You know, sometimes I realize recently, and this is something I've picked up, you know, that we actually see visions quite a bit. You know, many people say, I don't see visions or I don't dream. And I understand with the dreaming, not everybody dreams, but then there is this one dream that you will have. And, you know, you'll wake up the next morning and you will just know there's something about the dream. Either you'll be emotional or or whatever. And it's God that speaks to us through dreams. And, I mean, he spoke to Joseph. He spoke to Daniel. He spoke to so many people through dreams. And God said in Joel 2.28, it says, It will come after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. You know, I realize that God gives us visions, and visions is when you when you are awake and you're praying, and all of a sudden you see an image in your mind or a scene being played off in your mind. And I want to tell you that we actually see visions more often than what we, um, what's the word, um, where we, we actually acknowledge it. And I'm thinking the other day, if I am more sensitive to the spirit when I pray, I will actually be more in tune with my visions because God gives us visions all the time. But sometimes we just think, oh, and we go on. But but take note, when, when you pray again and ask God to give you something, just just be so, um, what's the word, just in tune with what God is showing you. God speaks to us through visions. And, um, you know, another way which God speaks to us through, and God speaks to me a lot through this, is peace. You know, when, when you have to make a decision, and you you don't know, but, but there's something about maybe making that decision that you don't have peace about then that's not from God because it says in Colossians 3.15 and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which as one body you were also called let, let peace be an umpire Check your heart. Do I have peace about it? Because normally God speaks through peace. But if there's something that's bugging you and something's not off in your spirit, then you know that is God either warning you or showing you there's something that you need to bring before him. And sometimes God just wants to clarify something for you. You know, God can through, speak through people. It says that um, through a, multi, a, multi, a multiple of counselors, there's safety. God through, speaks through prophecy. Sometimes we get a prophetic word. We're in church. We get a prophetic word. Sometimes God even speaks through a song. You know, sometimes I'm in the shower or somewhere and I've got a praise and worship song going on in my head. 
And when I listened to the words, like the other day, there's a song, God Will Not Fail You. And I was singing it over and over, and I was thinking, where does this song come from? And I just realized God was reminding me of something he told me earlier on that day, that he will not fail me. So through God's, through praise and worship music, through circumstances, sometimes God will open doors, sometimes he will close it. You know, God can use anything. He could use billboards. I mean, one day I was driving in a car, and and I also mentioned this before, and I was saying to God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I had a situation that I didn't know how I was going to tackle this situation and I was driving and as I looked up a truck pulled in front of me and on the back of the truck it stood big um, and it says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you and I just looked and I said wow God thank you I was just praying that you see God wants to speak to us sometimes I'm driving and there's a number plate on a car behind Romans 5, 7 or whatever. Then I, I go look it up because I feel that, that that is something from God. You see, the Lord will also confirm what he wants to show you. Sometimes the same thing will come through three different people, the same message. You know, this one will talk about this topic. Someone else will bring it up. And all of a sudden there are three things that are talking about the same thing. Take note because it's God speaking to you and confirming something to you. And you see, it's just awesome. You know, God wants to speak to us and he wants us to spend time with him. But I also want to tell you, sometimes doing the work of God, we can get so caught up with doing the work of God that we're not spending with time with the God of the work, um, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes we're so busy at the church, we're busy with God's work, we're busy with this. It's the same as me sitting here talking to you, doing God's work. And sometimes we replace doing God's work with spending time with God. And I just want to end off with this scripture in Luke 10, 41, 42, 40, 41 to 42. And it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen that which is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And that is God saying, Mary sat at God's feet while Martha was busy. God requires us to be intimate with him. And another scripture in Matthew seven twenty two says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform miracles? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So don't be deceived by the devil that keeps you so busy with the things of God and subtly draws you away from being intimate with God. You see, it all comes down to intimacy. Intimacy, relationship with God. Without that, we cannot do anything. We cannot perform miracles. Even going out to go work for the church and do whatever you want to, if you're not filled on the inside with God, if you're not hearing what God wants to tell you about that situation, then you're running on empty on fumes and, and, and as he said, you can do all the things in his name. You can go pray for people, you can do anything, but if you're not spending time with God, drawing near to him, being inter intimate with God, um, you lack spiritually. You know, man shall not live 
by bread alone, but every word of God. We need the word. Jesus is the word. We need him in every area of our lives. So I want to um, just take a short break and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Hi, if you've just tuned in, it's Alana Oliv here with Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about intimacy with God, how important it is for to draw near to God and how we can connect with God and how can we hear his voice and to be expectant of his voice. And um, today I just want to end off by saying maybe you have drifted from God today. Maybe you feel far from him. And today you want to draw near to him. You want to put your life in Jesus' hands. You know, without him, we are absolutely nothing. Life has no meaning. You know, you might be calling out to God or going through a difficult time. And you don't know where to go to. All I want to encourage you this morning is draw near to him. You know, the word says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And today, I just want to give you an opportunity again. If you want to recommit your life to him, or you have never done it before, but you're saying, Alana, I can't go on the way I'm going on anymore. I need God. Today, I want to pray for you. So just repeat after me. Father God, I confess my sins to you today. Thank you for what you did on the cross for my sins. I want to make you Lord and God over my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Wash me clean with your blood. Thank you, Father, that I belong to you. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you got saved. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you and your life will never be the same again. You know, in your own strength, you cannot do anything. But with Christ, all things are possible. All things are possible. So thank you. Unfortunately, that's the end of my program. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. And um, if you'd like to contact me or email me, I'd love to hear from you. And it's alana at kpulpit.co.za, alana at kpulpit.co.za. So if you'd like to ask me anything or, um, you know, I am here, I want to hear your story. And if this program has touched you in any which way, you're more than welcome to contact me. So have a wonderful week and we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Willifier. Have a blessed and beautiful week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.